0: Hi, this is Chad. I'm so glad to be part of your journey towards product mastery so you can better develop products that your customers love. In this episode, we're talking about some of the lessons from integrating art, design, and business. And those are needs that have been learned by SCAD Pro, the Savannah College of Art and Design in-house design, research, and innovation studio. This sounds like such a fascinating group. I'm interested to learn much more about it. What they're doing is generating innovative designs and products for the world's most influential brands, including Google, Amazon, and Apple. Joining us is Paul Stonik. He's the vice president of SCAD Pro. Prior to SCAD, Paul spent 25 years in the corporate world, leading world-class digital and user experience design teams, primarily in e-commerce, most notably with the Home Depot organization and Barclays. As a reminder, listeners, we also prepare a written summary of everything we discuss, including a one-page action guide to help you put into action the concepts that Paul will share with us. Go to productmasterynow.com slash 472 for those resources. Also this podcast is made possible by the Rapid Product Mastery Experience, that's the RPM Experience. This helps product VPs get their product managers and everyone else contributing to product to increase performance, working in alignment to reach those North Star objectives. What we do is we meet virtually for nine weeks, 75 minutes each week, and participants learn the seven essential product knowledge areas. They build trust and collaboration in the process. They really improve their performance through the knowledge they learn and being able to work better together. It's unlike other training that you've seen. To find out more about it and see if it's a good fit for you, go to productmasterynow.com RPM. Paul, thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Chad. Thank you for having me today. So I wanna start with this, kind of what SCAD Pro does, right? This intersection of art, design, and business. And we'd love to hear your framing on that. What's your perspective about this intersection?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I like to think that good design is good business. And I'm quoting Thomas Watson from IBM. And I'd really like to view design as value. And value has different currencies in an organization. And value can be a squishy word as well too. But for design teams to really show value, they have to be able to speak the language of business to their stakeholders and leadership. Design teams can't be known as the teams that make things pretty or creates T-shirts and logos. That's the last place you want to be in terms of a design team. So views like this from companies in design has resulted in corporations building the wrong things. And I've lived that for so long and pushing design as strategy to the top. But the work that we do at SCAD and SCAD Pro our in-house design research and innovation studio is really the intersection of art, design and business at face value. We don't consider ourselves to be an art school at SCAD. We consider ourselves to be a creative university. We don't believe in starving artists. And career preparation is woven into every single fiber of the university, resulting in superior alumni, employment rate, and a recent study, 99% of SCAD graduates were employed pursuing further education hmm. or both within 10 months of graduation. So everything that we do has some sort of business component woven into it. And in winter 2021, SCAD launched the SCAD School of Business Innovation, incorporating a device array of SCAD's top-rated academic programs to prepare the next generation of creative leaders for their professions. Uh, I'm
0: curious just about the name. Did you say it was the Business of Innovation? Is that the... SCAD? Yeah, the SCAD School of Business Innovation. SCAD School of Business Innovation. Okay. Fascinating. I'm very glad to just see more programs like this become available. So with my university professor hat on teaching innovation product management, we need more people being prepared to do the work of innovation and lead innovation and appreciate uh, your group helping out with that. So SCAD Pro is this fascinating concept to me because it sounds like basically a combination of students that are getting, as their students, real world experience, helping companies, right? So they're applying what they're learning, which just makes Mm -hmm. the education better. And the businesses are obviously getting benefit of of those resources as well. And so it's like a a school-based innovation incubator in some sense, right, F- focused on design here. I'm sure you have some examples, maybe positive ones or negative ones, that just talk about the value of maybe approaching innovation from this art, more art design perspective. And that might give us some insights just about how things work. What can you share with us? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. So as we mentioned, you know, we're working with some of the biggest brands in the world. As you can see in the Wall of Fame right here, we have worked with 45% of Forbes' top 100 most valuable brands. Uh, we've done 700 partnerships to date, over 70 products launched in the market. And I mentioned value earlier. And to answer your question around what we're delivering and tangible examples, uh, Chick-fil-A is a partner of ours. So have you ever been
0: through a Chick-fil-A drive-thru chat? I have many times, actually, I, about 30 in different uh, states now, I think.
1: All right. Because I ask this question <laughs> in terms of some guerrilla user research all the time, and most people answer yes. And I follow that by saying said nobody ever, because most people have been through a Chick-fil-A drive through and actually that was a SCAD Pro project. Chick-fil-A came to us several years ago and said, hey, we would love to rethink the outdoor dining experience and what, that, what could that possibly look like? So coming back with the iPad experience, the flow, the orchestration, the uniforms, everything that we did with Chick-fil-A was a SCAD Pro project. And the way we execute is through a framework called design thinking. And the worst thing about design thinking is that the word design is in the title. It's really just a creative problem-solving tool, a human-centered approach to solving problems. Design doesn't even have to be part of the output. It could be orchestration, it could be structure, process, organization very much like what Chick-fil-A is about. And that's value because it's return on investment for Chick-fil-A because they have more people coming through. So they're making more money and it's value for the customer because they're getting their food faster. So you're building loyalty as well too. And if you go to any other drive-through it's actually pretty horrific compared to Chick-fil-A. So we're proud of that example because it's very tangible and it's something that a lot of people can relate to. Uh, Another example I can give you is with Deloitte which is actually our largest client. And they have found value in our partnership since 2019, tackling some of the most complex issues facing public sector organization. Uh, To date, we've done about 25 projects with them. We've hired 30 students directly into Deloitte as well, which is part of our mission in preparing students for their creative profession. But when you think about these big problems that we're solving through design, and we can solve anything through design and design thinking, public housing, welfare, social security, space launches. These are complex problems that we're solving. So that's value that they have found. And then most recently, one more for you, are the luxury retailer for jewelry, David Yerman, just launched their holiday campaign. So if you go to davidyerman.com right now, you're gonna see a big, beautiful video on their homepage that we shot on our LED Hmm. volume stage in Savannah. So we're really proud of that. So we're providing value in all different ways because in those three different examples, you have students coming together from 100 different majors and minors, 120 countries and all 50 states. So you really get a global perspective, but you also get this diverse thinking as well, too. And that's really the secret sauce of what SCADPRO is about. It's about unconstrained thinking, Gen Z mindset and really pushing the envelope and going to those places where you usually don't go to find the answer and push the obvious. That's what innovation is. Innovation is eyes open, aha moments, creating magic moments for the customer. Innovation is not about taking it to the press or to the board because then you're serving the wrong customer.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that ability that you have because of the the, the diverse disciplines uh, and students as well. That's where the intersection of innovation is often very much aided, right? We, we just bring different ways from different disciplines, different domains of solving problems together. MIT's Media Lab has this reputation of being very cross-discipline. And I, I don't know insights really about what they're doing to spin out. I know there's certainly spin-offs that come from that. But it sounds like the purpose of SCADPRO is to directly be working with companies and that provides opportunities, obviously, for the students as well. I think it would be helpful to, to take us through maybe one of those examples, one you mentioned, or another one, maybe more specifically, and how you guys apply design thinking, or if another framework if you want, but you talked about that one. And help us to understand the presenting problem and then what happened through a design thinking process to help provide some solution.
1: Yeah, so while we encourage our ScadBs to be creative and think big, we strive to never forget the needs of the client. So it really starts with the the user, and also understanding the the understanding the wants, needs, frustrations, behaviors of the user as well too to make sure we're ma- we're building the right product. Because as I mentioned earlier, it's much more expensive to build the wrong thing than it is to build the right thing. And the beauty of design thinking and the way we're using it is that it really marries creativity and critical thinking skills and it requires us to generate a lot of ideas so they become comfortable with failure as well too. And it doesn't necessarily mean the game is over, it just means try again with experience. Mm -hmm. So it really forces you to open your mind and try out many ideas early on uh, and just don't get invested in one because generally your first idea is never the best. So the process really harnesses creativity through inquiry. And a specific example I'll give you, uh, we have three offerings that we give at SCAD Pro as well too. A design challenge, which is usually done over 48 hours, A partnership was usually done over 10 weeks or an executive experience, which is basically we're going into other companies and teaching them how to be creative again through custom curriculum. We did a partnership with the Atlanta Police Department last year where the Atlanta police came to us and said, hey, we'd love to redesign our patrol cars. It's been 20 years since we've touched them. So it wasn't really about how It looked, it was also understanding the research. So the students really dug into the history of the police department, doing contextual inquiry, meeting with the officers, understanding some of what they were looking for in these pat- patrol cars and what needed to be solved for. And you can see that in the execution. So the Phoenix rising from the ashes representing Atlanta, the six stripes on the side of the car representing the six zones, the stripes representing motion of the Phoenix as well, and creating an emotional connection because these cars became take-home vehicles for the patrol officers. And that's where design thinking starts. It starts with empathy. And once you have the empathy, then you're going to start building the right thing and you start putting yourselves in the right shoes. So the power of design thinking is that it's inclusive, it creates empowerment, you can solve anything through design. And the way I like to think about design thinking and using this example when I was at the Home Depot, it really becomes like a secret weapon in Trojan Horse where you can really create change and take design to a strategic level And really have people think differently and behave
0: differently about what design can do, going back to what I was saying at the top regarding value. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to get into that a little bit more. We, we got design thinking starting with understanding the needs of the customer, right? And, and empathy for them, which one way we think of is walking in that person's shoes. What is it like for them to deal with that problem? What I love about design thinking is, as you said, it doesn't have to be about design per se, it really does such a good job of, of merging an innovation process, a deep understanding of the problem and potential solutions. Right, And it helps us bridge those two together and come up with good solutions. Um, What does that look like? Whether you're doing a 48 design challenge or the partnership, you're understanding the problem, what does it look like to then start moving towards the solution? Yeah, so the way it works in terms of our 10 weeks, so 48 hours, we had 24
1: students come together for the police department, 24 students come together and come back with 24 options in a very Hmm. short period of time. So a lot of pizza, not a whole lot of sleep. But it was a lot of fun. And yeah, it was presented to the mayor of Atlanta, Andre Dickens, the chief of police. It was voted on and what is now in production and live and gone into market. Similarly, with a 10 week program, the way we get to that solution is that we start with a kickoff with the brand partner. And generally, they're coming into town and visiting us. So, any of the companies that you see on the back wall here are coming to spend some time with the students. So, there's a lot of questions, there's a lot of research, there's a lot of understanding or a lit review or really understanding what is the problem we're trying to solve. Over the course of 10 weeks, we'll be going through research, defining the problem, testing, prototyping, and making sure we're validating what we're actually building. So we'll check in with the partner about three quarter, or one quarter of the way through the project. Halfway, we have our midpoint where the brand partners generally come back in or through a virtual call, make sure that the project's on rails and that we're solving for the right problem. There are additional check-ins, and then we have a final presentation as well. And the final presentation is really the delivery of the problem we are trying to solve. So for like David, it was creating a holiday campaign for Create Joy, Give David Yeerman. That's a particular problem that we're trying to do. Right now, we're working with Mayo Clinic. We're working with BMW. We're working with Zero G. So Zero G is the company where you go up in the plane and float in gravity. Mm-hmm. So creating new flight suits. And so what could those look like? So going back to what I was saying earlier, we can do anything through design thinking. It's all about partnership. And that's what makes us unique at SCAD Pro is that the brand partner has evolved with us all the way through the journey. And this is not student work that they're getting. This is agency level work that we're delivering. And at the end, we deliver all that IP to the brand partner to use, whether it's going into market or further R&D, or if they need to sell it up to leadership, we're providing that IP at the end of the day in terms of delivery.
0: Okay, so many more questions I have on my mind about this. So, just to break down, I don't want to leave listeners lingering on the uh, prototyping testing that you mentioned. Just to give us a few more details about what that looks like with the the teams. So, the setup here was you said they're doing asking a lot of questions to the customer. They're really researching the the problem space, getting their hands mm-hmm. around this, and so that could that's a, a deep dive in understanding all the factors involved and then we understand what we're trying to accomplish for them and there's some prototyping starting uh, taking place and sound like some testing with the customer and you do periodic check-ins tell us more about that prototyping part what what have you seen used put in place how do you guys express prototypes
1: yeah, prototypes can be done physical, digital, fidgetal. It could be a combination of what it is all depends upon the scope and project we're trying to solve for. So whether that's furniture that we're doing for Mitchell Gold and Bob Williams and creating some prototypes of furniture, physical for people to test out, see, sit, materials, or that's a prototype for NASA when we're redesigning UX and UI for measuring ice satellites. So having customers actually test and bang on the product and provide that type of feedback and frankly, eat our own dog food in terms of what's working, what's not working, that's where the user feedback sits, right? That's the goal. That's the truth to make sure that you're building the right thing. Uh, Rather than somebody coming in from an office or top down saying, do this, this is actually getting the feedback. So it's really putting it in front of users for them to use. So whether it's a a digital clickable prototype or a piece of furniture or something else, we're doing that step to make sure we're validating
0: and it actually fits with the problem and the user feedback. Okay. Very good. And get, and then taking iterations on that based on the user feedback, and and, and ending up delivering something. Absolutely. For executing this, so if we we put our product management hats on, so to speak, we're thinking about this as product managers. And if this was a service that we were going to build, so that's how I'm positioning this right now for us, for listeners, to put this together, the partnership is a 10-week activity. We have resources that have to get this done. These resources happen to be students. Does this align with a class? Does it align with the internship? Uh, how, How do you pull off the resource constraints?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, in terms of capacity, we have dedicated SCAD Pro professors that run these every quarter. We're on the quarter system at Savannah College in Art Design. So, every 10 weeks, fall, winter, spring, summer, we're on the quarter system. So, every 10 weeks, okay. we run a program. Generally, we're going to run somewhere between 20 and 25 partnerships per quarter, which is a lot. Uh, so, we have dedicated SCAD Pro staff and extended faculty that lead the class or lead the studio, if you will and the students are the junior designers. We bring students about 15 to 20 per class together. They have to apply for the class as an elective, and they can take it as a junior, senior, grad student with a 3.25 GPA or higher. They have to meet with the professor, interview, have a resume, portfolio. So very much like a real world experience or job, They have to actually apply, and then we fill the class that way. So generally, we're working about a quarter to two quarters in advance, so that we can plan logistics, set up, getting the students enrolled, etc. But generally, we're running about twenty to twenty-five per quarter. And actually, last year was our biggest year ever in terms of the projects that we did, totaling at eighty-four. So we've seen great scale, we've seen great interest, we've seen budgets to be consistent, even though from what you're hearing in the market, in terms of people pulling their budgets back. We're seeing consistent high CSAT with customers coming back to us over and over because, like I said, the work that we're delivering is agency-level work. So we signed several MSAs with companies as well to do multiple projects over multiple quarters. Some companies will do will run two projects at the same time in the same quarter that might complement each other. For example, I mentioned Deloitte. We run about four to five Deloitte classes per quarter. So there's a high level of interest. The students love this. And we try to create exciting projects that students want to partake and also Companies that they want to hire for, and that again goes back to our mission. Today, we've hired nearly 300 students directly into these companies, uh, which is terrific, and that's exactly what we're doing yeah. in support of our
0: mission. Yeah, it's a great idea. I'm getting more excited as you tell me just some insights mm-hmm. about the program here. So, again, from a, a product perspective, if we think about the value proposition here, I, I'm not sure what that quite looks like. So, I'm curious. I assume that the value proposition. The companies that aren't doing regular work with you, right? Sounds like Deloitte probably just has a, they know they can send projects your way, that works. But for someone looking into this, it's not an immediate thing, right, because we're going to have to get this sequenced and and timed up to fall with the student group. I imagine this is less expensive for the organization than a design agency that they might go to, like an IDO that would apply design thinking for them or something. So I'm curious now, I'm trying to analyze this from my product management perspective, what is the value proposition here? Yeah, you basically hit on all of it. First being the Gen Z mindset. So you have that population of students
1: ready to go. So if there's a particular market that they're trying to tap into, or a project or a product or whatever that is, you have Gen Z mindset right there, you have the, the global visibility of 120 countries, all 50 states, we are less expensive compared to an IDO, a frog, big spaceship, RGA, any of the other big design agencies but like I said, you are still getting agency level work. So the with them or what's in it for me mm-hmm. is that you're getting all these great things. And plus, we're teaching you how to be creative again. A lot of these companies sometimes hit a wall. Either they don't have the bandwidth or they're hunkered down by guidelines or corporate obstructionism or whatever it is. So by going to the outside and bringing that outcome back in, they can hopefully sell it up and get buy into it as well, which was I was saying earlier. Then so when you can start bringing it to a strategic level, start changing mindsets through outcomes. That's hopefully something we can provide as well, too. So whether it's a product that goes in the market or a product that goes into further R&D or a product that changes the way a company works, uh, that's a big win for us. Value, like I said earlier, has different currencies,
0: but we have companies coming to us over and over because we're providing quality work yeah okay yeah fascinating so for tools obviously there's the resources involved that's a key part of this design thinking sounds like a a big tool that is used are there other tools other frameworks that you consider the foundation of design thinking is really the the main framework Mm -hmm. we don't really quite deviate we
1: have the recipe pretty down in terms of how we're working it all evolved from the sprint book by jake knapp so that's where Mm -hmm. it, it came from and that's where my design thinking leadership at home depot came from then we just we torched it to make it our own and say, okay, it doesn't have to be five days locked in a room. We can figure right. out this in a one day or half a day, or take pieces of design thinking exercises and pull those together and create some quick wins. So it stays pretty true to the format, as I said earlier, but following the five main steps of design thinking, the recipe is the same because it's blocked into these 10 weeks. So we know exactly where our milestones are and we have right. to deliver because at the end of 10 weeks, Either students are going home for the holidays or they're graduating or they're moving on. So we have to hit that milestone. So it's not like big companies where, oh, it's delayed and 18 months later, we're actually delivering something and it's out of date or whatever it is. We have to hit our milestone. So we are accountable, but we are pretty locked into those 10 weeks, which makes it move faster and lets us be agile, lowercase a, in terms of speed and movement and being nimble. And I think that's why companies come to us as well to get out of that kind of obstructionism and allow them to move faster in a different way.
0: Yeah. You have young resources, which might be a perspective that they want as well. They're not making assumptions that other designers may have made about the same sort of problem before. And you have a proven process, right? Jake's been a guest a couple of times talking about the design sprint yep. you're addressing, right? Which is Google's take on design thinking. And I was curious, that this might be a bit more than we need for this interaction, but when we think of design thinking as a thing, right? So Jake's take is from Google, right? And what they did there. I often think of Stanford's D School that kind of packaged up design thinking based on what IDEO did. I'm sure there's some secret sauce that goes into what you guys do, which might largely just be the culture and the resources you have available. But have you taken any different kind of take on design thinking or if we were to read Jake's book? Yeah, that's pretty much what we're doing.
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty close to the recipe of what Jake is doing. I think, like I was saying earlier, design thinking, at its best, really forces you to open your mind and really harnesses creativity through inquiry. And what I love about design thinking is that it can be so inclusive and brings everyone together on a project. And that's really the secret sauce. When you start bringing everybody together from different backgrounds, so like we said at SCAD Pro, in terms of the diversity we have and the different types of thinking, that's key. But also in the corporate world and running design thinking at Home Depot we would bring the right people together in the room to solve that problem. It wasn't design off in a corner, drawing a picture of a spirit animal wearing a beret. That was really about us bringing in engineering and product and marketing and legal would even be in the room as well too. And these were all good things to make sure that we're solving the right problem the right way. Because once you start doing that involving leaders from the beginning and the partners mm-hmm. from the beginning, you're gonna have more skin in the game and you're gonna have more buy-in. So you get that great inclusivity and it creates empowerment as well too where creative and UX teams start becoming able to teach others as well. And that puts us at the center of the process, and that's value. And that was one of the huge wins at at, uh, the Home Depot is that we went into other parts of the organization like finance or supply chain, teaching them how to use the framework to solve problems. Uh, We even set up a a class through Home Depot University where you can understand design thinking 101. And I had people signing up for that class I had never even seen before or divisions of Home Depot I'd never even heard. That was the big win at the end of the day because we showed we can solve anything. It became a secret weapon, like I was saying, a Trojan horse, all the way to the point where we got up to our executive leadership team and facilitated a design thinking course with them. So no pressure. You've got your C-suite of Home Depot sitting at the table and I'm telling my CFO to push past the obvious And he's looking at me like, we should work like this all the time. Mm. And I'm like, I know. So I think for me, I could talk about Home Depot all day and printing money just in terms of how well we were doing and growing that e-commerce business at a billion dollars a year and growing the app from 700 million to 2 billion over three years. But the big win for me was taking design thinking from a very grassroots effort
0: all the way up and across the organization. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a very powerful tool. Uh, I'm, this is a, a great uh, encouragement for everyone listening. that If you haven't uh, gotten to design thinking, uh, we should be putting it to use. Um, I, I did want to go back to one thing you said earlier about applying design thinking and that involves uh, creativity in, in the beginning, right? Creativity through inquiry. And a lot of people I ran into don't feel like they're very creative, right? And they hear things like that. So I can never be an innovator. I'm just not very creative. And I suspect even you have, you said 100 disciplines on campus there, but as a art school, I suspect there's still people that come into this and go, I, I don't know, I'm not creative. I don't think this is for me. Have you, you ran into that? And how do you deal with that? For years. And uh, I'm quoting a friend of mine, but everybody's creative. Mm-hmm. Most people just forgot.
1: Right. right. And so... Well, it, it, at SCAD, look, everybody's creative there as well, too, and that's why they're there. But in the, if you're thinking about the Home Depot or other companies I've worked at, you have people walking in, I can't draw. And I was like, that's okay. You don't need to draw because design doesn't have to be part of the output. And stick figures are fine, right? This is really more, more about the problem-solving process, a human-centered approach to problem solving. So like I said, design doesn't have to be part of the output. But for most people, that creativity left them, whether it was... Uh, their education, their jobs, socioeconomic, or whatever it was. Everybody still has the creativity. Generally, they just forgot. So we teach them how to be creative again. And like I was saying earlier, with our executive experience, SCAD Pro goes into companies with custom curriculum, and we can teach teams how to be creative again. It's really just opening up your mind and understanding the problem-solving process.
0: Right. Yeah, I often remind people, if I was able to see you when you were in kindergarten, you were just a creativity machine right? And uh, we're we're born with this. And uh, we just have to remember that uh, it is a process and we can learn the processes of these things. Spot on. Thanks for sharing the insights on design thinking, how you guys put that to use, how you're helping companies, and how you're creating great opportunities for students. Listeners know we do like innovation quotes, and I asked you to bring one to us. And if you can share what that means to you as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said earlier about innovation, innovation is rarely authorized in large
1: organizations. So when you fight bureaucracy, bureaucracy fights back. Mm. And so corporate entrepreneurs or punks must be the catalyst and change can't happen without us. And so the punks are the rebel in the boardroom. So when I talked about my design thinking story earlier, you basically got to be part punk and part pinstripe to be able to take that across an organization because there's going to be somebody in some office somewhere that doesn't like you and doesn't like your idea, or they're trying to kill you in some sort of organization so how do you have the fortitude to to take that uphill battle and really
0: take something to a strategic level so i like to consider myself equal parts punk and pinstripe excellent it's an interesting take on steve jobs pirates we need to be pirates we need to be punks the punk and pinstripe combination like it yeah absolutely Thanks for sharing the quote with us. How can people find out more about what SCAD Pro does, more about you, resources that you and the college may have available on these topics of design thinking? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Feel free to visit scad.edu. You can also go to scad.edu slash scadpro, uh, which has more about SCAD Pro and the work that we do, some case studies, and also some details regarding how you can get in touch with us. So feel free to contact me there. Uh, You can also reach me at pstonic at scad.edu. feel free to connect with me on linkedin as well too that's basically where i live in terms of social media so i have a big following there so i'm
0: happy to connect on linkedin Uh, but that's generally where you can find me in terms of connection okay fantastic and we were chatting earlier and you mentioned a book that you've been involved in can you tell us about that yeah absolutely thank you for those that are music fans and an 80s and 90s music
1: fan it's a little bit hard to see with my background, but the book is called Calling All Nations, and it's a book about NXS, a fan history of NXS. I am a contributor to the book, not the sole author, uh, but there are multiple contributors to the book. NXS had reached out through a company called This Day in Music, a publishing firm, uh, to for fans to write stories about NXS and what the music meant to them. And I was a huge, huge fan back in the day and still am today. And I wrote a story. They liked it. They published it. But they also asked me for a lot of my memorabilia as well. So I collect NXS memorabilia. Hmm. Uh, I have stage worn costumes. I have original album art, autographs, et cetera, picks and things like that. So I sent in a lot of this stuff and they used it in the book as well. So I'm happy to say I'm a contributor. It's available in three versions. So you can get regular version, deluxe and super deluxe. And it's available for sale on NXS.com.
0: Okay. We'll make sure the link is in the show notes. Make that easy for people to find. So, Paul, really appreciate the insights. I'm very, I'm just encouraged what the college is doing. It's a great resource for the students, a great resource for companies, and see the work of applying design thinking to actual problems and creating better solutions. So, thanks so much for sharing the stories with us. Thank you, Chad. My pleasure. Thank you for having me today. And once again, listeners, if you want to find the written details of everything we talked about, including that one page action guide, simply go to productmasterynow.com slash 472. Keep innovating.
1: Thank you for listening to Product Mastery Now, where product leaders and managers gain product mastery through practical knowledge, influence, and confidence. By listening, you are becoming a product master, creating products customers love. Find additional resources at productmasterynow.com. Keep innovating.